Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to two portions of Scripture in His Word. The first will be Matthew chapter 1 and verse 19. Matthew 1 and verse 19. And also in Luke 23 and verse 46. Luke 23 and verse 46. If you have your Bibles, if you have a Bible app, or you can just follow along on the screen behind me. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately or privately. If you'll turn to Luke chapter 33 and verse 30, uh, 46, the Bible goes on to say, and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Let's look to God right now in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to be here in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for the words, Lord Jesus, that, that are written on the pages, Lord God, that encourage us that heal us, that restore us, Lord God, that makes us new in all things and everything, Lord Jesus, that you will anoint the speaker tonight, Lord God. Help me, Lord God, to deliver this message. In Jesus' name I pray, you may be seated. I do have a subtitle, and I want to say that before I say my title. My subtitle is basically, Those Who Live With Somebody Else's Burden. Those Who Live With Somebody Else's Burden. And my main title tonight is simply The Source. Everybody say The Source. I'm going to tie these two scriptures together. It seems a little weird. We're jumping from uh, almost the birth of Christ all the way to the death of Christ. And pastor challenged me to, to put him in the grave and, and he'll resurrect him Sunday. So I'm going to attempt to do that. And... Um, and with the help of the Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And I actually preached this this afternoon in my car to Jesus, Brother Jeff, and he liked it. So if you don't like it, then you don't like him. Not much is said about Joseph in the Bible. We don't really have a lot of scripture. We don't really have a lot of history. There's not a, real, a lot of backstory when it comes to Joseph, which is... Literally the stepfather of Jesus Christ. This is a very important figure. As opposed to Mary, the mother of Jesus, a lot is written about her. A lot is uh, celebrated concerning the mother of Jesus Christ. And rightly so. Uh, she had to endure a lot. And uh, she had to literally watch Jesus get arrested. She watched him uh, whipped. Uh, and she also watched him crucified. And she watched him uh, be buried. And, but not much is said about Joseph, a very important figure, the actual man that would father the Savior, the actual individual that would literally raise the Son of God. 
Nothing is said about him. There's nothing in the Bible that, that even remotely describes how this man was. There, there are no memorials about him. There, there are little to no statues. If you even saw a statue of Joseph, you would literally say, who is that? And uh, as opposed to the statue of Mary, I'm sure you could pick uh, that statue out among any other statue that, that is, that's out there and even on the wall. Uh, there are no poems written about Joseph. There are no songs written about Joseph. There are no uh, number one hits about uh, Joseph. Did you know that your baby boy, would, uh, the child that you fathered, would soon father you? It don't even roll off the tongue, Brother Tanner, at all. It just doesn't flow like Mary, did you know? And Joseph's character, there's, there's not much about this man that, that we know of. There's no conversation in the Bible that we have where Jesus and Joseph ever talked. There's no examples of, of how Joseph raised Jesus. There's, there's nowhere that says, thus saith Joseph, the father of Jesus. It says some things about him, but no direct quotes. We don't know who he was. We don't even know when he died. We All we know about Joseph is that he was a carpenter. And I'm going to be honest with you, even that is a misunderstanding because uh, more than likely he didn't work with wood. The word carpenter comes from the Greek word tecton, which means artisan or builder. So more than likely he was a stonemason. So we got that wrong. He got... We got his profession wrong. I'm sure he worked with wood, but you go over there right now, and brother and sister Britt just come back over. You see any wooden structures, or is it mostly stone? And uh, so more than likely, we got his profession wrong. We also know that he was from the line of Judah. Uh, we know that he was from Bethlehem. But other than that, we have nothing about the father, the stepfather of Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 19 in our, our title scripture, the Bible says that he was her husband. And being a just man, that he was not going to put her away publicly. He was not going to make a public example of her, that he was going to do it privately. So we get a glimpse, a small glimpse, a window into the mind and the character of Joseph. He did not want to embarrass Mary, but he did not also want to live with the embarrassment of having to marry a woman who was with child from another person. Hence the act of wanting to put her away. Now, I know that through Levitical law that he was well within his rights to stone her. But in that time frame, corporal punishment was pretty much left up to the Romans. Brother Tim, so more than likely he was going to divorce her uh, and, and not actually stone her. And uh, we, I know it doesn't make sense, but when they brought the, the woman who was called in the act of adultery to Jesus for him to stone, they were trying to trick him because corporate punishment belonged to the Romans. So they was trying to make him look bad if he let her go. And they was trying to get him in trouble with the Roman government if he threw the first stone. Uh, but Jesus was uh, more than wise to this 
this demonstration and this act to try to fool him. Amen? Uh, but let me tell you this. Make no mistake about it that there is a big difference between everyone knowing your transgression and just a select few knowing your transgression. Amen? If it were us, we would probably take an ad out of the Jerusalem Times about what had happened. We would probably plaster it all over social media. Back then, it was probably Seek His Facebook or Instamanagram. We would probably change our relationship status from espoused to single. And then answer every single comment with what is going on, spinning it to the way you want to spin it. But he was minded to put her away Privately, Some of us, and what I want to make absolutely clear in this service tonight is that some of us are carrying a burden that is not our own. We didn't cause this trouble just like Joseph did not ask for this. We didn't cause this pain. We didn't cause this trauma. We didn't cause this offense. But for some reason, Sister Britt, we're having to tote it. For some reason, we're having to shoulder this. And we didn't ask for any of this. Amen? Some of us in here packed up everything we knew and loved and moved to a state called Alabama. Whether it's we heard from God or whether we just had bad pizza, our families decided to take on the burden with us. And come to wherever we are at at this present time and shoulder the burden with us. Amen? In some situations, we find ourselves in where we didn't ask for this pain. We didn't ask for this sickness. We didn't ask for this addiction. This is just something that we're going to have to handle. This is just something that we're going to have to navigate. This is just something we're going to have to pray and fast about, Brother Paul. We didn't ask for this problem or this, but we're going to have to do it anyway. What if? What if we were hurt by a brother or sister in the church? Or even a leader in the church. What if somebody lied on you? What if somebody cheated you? What if somebody made you feel worthless? If you want to go, it'll make you look bad. And if you want to stay, it'll make you look bad. What if you were hurt by a family member? What if you were betrayed? What if you have to deal with an addiction with somebody you know? What if you have to deal with a backslider in your family? You didn't ask for this, but it's going to make you look bad if you let them go. And it's going to make you look bad if you keep going after them. Come on, somebody. What if you were diagnosed with a sickness or a disease? You have a loved one who is struggling with a mental illness. You have a loved one who is struggling with a physical illness. You didn't ask for this. But you're going to look bad if you stay, and you're going to look bad if you go. Joseph was in a very unique situation, because if he was to divorce Mary, you think they would have believed him? Immaculate conception? Are you kidding me? That's the story you're going with? So if he would have divorced her, it would have looked like that he 
was the one who impregnated her and abandoned her. But if he stayed, he would have also looked bad because everyone would have known that he was in the espousal period and that was not his child. It belonged to another man. So if he went, if he left, he would have looked bad. And if he stayed, he would have looked bad. He, was, he didn't ask for this. He didn't want this. This is not what he envisioned when he was growing up. This is not the one thing he wanted when he stepped inside a, a, a church door. This is not something he wanted when he stepped inside this relationship. This is not something he wanted when his child was born. This is not something he wanted when, 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 when the spouse decided to do something crazy. He was in a very unique situation. But let me tell you something about Joseph. The Bible says that an angel visited him that night. And the angel said, fear not to take Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So let me tell you something right now. Something good is about to come out of this. He knew that she was pregnant with promise. He knew that inside of her was the Savior. He knew that something good was going to happen. It doesn't matter how long I got to shoulder this. It doesn't matter how long I got to tote this. I know God is working it out for my good, Brother Timothy. Yes, I'm going to get embarrassed. Yes, I'm going to get upset. Yes, I'm going to get hangry. Yes, I'm going to get hurt. But God is working on me. God is chiseling away the things that he does not want to see in me. God is digging out of me the things that do not glorify him. So let's take on this burden. Let's take on this burden. Right? I'm going to shoulder this thing. I'm going to have a positive attitude. I know it's going to work. I'm going to try to reconcile. I'm going to try to unite. I'm going to try to save my family. So I'm going to do this. I didn't ask for this pain. I didn't ask for this burden. But I'm going to take it on with a smile on my face. I'll storm the gates of hell if I have to. And I'm going to be victorious. So everything should work out fine. Everything should work out okay. Doors should open for me. I didn't ask for this. Brother Sparks, I didn't ask for this, so it should work out. God should see that it's not my fault, and God will open doors for me. Isn't that right? I didn't ask for this sickness, so God should heal me. I didn't ask to lose my job, so God should open up a door to another job tomorrow. I didn't ask for this, so things, but is that what happened? No. Joseph did not ask for this. As a matter of fact, that daggum angel had the audacity to tell Mary that she was blessed and highly favored. That minister, that missionary, that guest speaker, that preacher, that pastor has the audacity to stand up here and tell me God's going to work it out. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to walk out these doors and I'll split hell right open with it. With those words, Brother Tim. Yeah, yeah. But did everything go as planned? Absolutely not. 
The Bible says that they were taxed, so they had to return to Bethlehem. The Bible says that they found no room in the inn when they got there. The Bible says that there was a king, a mad king, that was trying to kill their child. So they had to move to Egypt for nearly three to four years. Nothing worked out. Nothing seemed to fit. Nothing seemed to go in. The puzzles, the pieces did not seem to fit. Simply because I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. And now the doors are shutting. Now the doors are closing. Try to understand the mindset of a man who didn't ask for any of this. Because Mary was chosen. Because your husband was chosen. Because your child was chosen. Because your family was chosen. Because your whatever it is, fill in the blank, your church. Whatever it is you're going through, you may not have asked for this. You may not have asked for this trial. You may not have asked for this pain, Bishop. You may not have asked for this valley, but you're going through it right now. You're shouldering it right now. You're trying to be a trooper in the midst of the storm. But God is going to work out something because I know that if I do not faint, I know that if I do not faint, I will reap what I sow. I will get the reward that is owed to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I'd much rather have stayed where I was at. I'd much rather have not gotten married. I'd much rather have not even had a child. Yes, so many people have said those words. I'd much rather had not had gone to that church. I'd much rather had not had become friends with that person. I'd much rather I've never, never got that job. I, I wish I would never moved. I wish this didn't happen and that didn't happen. I didn't ask for this. Now doors are supposed to open, but they're closed. Hallelujah. Here's the thing. Now it's all said and done. We got to move back to Nazareth. Move back to our hometown. Everything should rock and roll just fine. So now here comes everyday life. Right? We got through the counseling. We got through the operation. We got through the rehab. We're starting a, a, a brand new chapter in our lives, right? So now hits everyday life. And sometimes that's going to be the biggest trial for the person who is having to tote somebody else's burden. It's the everyday life. It's the everyday nuances. It's the everyday reminders. It's the everyday triggers. These are the things that we're going to have to face the Bible says in Exodus chapter 22, The firstborn of thy sons shalt thou give unto me. Joseph had to give up his firstborn to another man's seed. What does this mean? All of his worldly possessions belong to Jesus. Joseph could not even get the privilege of naming his child. Like we see with Zechariah and Elizabeth. They asked, hey, now that you can talk, what's his name? They asked him. Eight days after he was born, the circumcision was performed. The name was given. He didn't even have the privilege, Brother Paul, 
of naming his child. Every time you had your meals, you had to feed your firstborn first. And then every child after that, according to their birth. We know this because Joseph and Mary had four other sons and daughters. So catch this. The first of every meal was given to Jesus. The first and best of every gift was given to Jesus. The best of the best was given to Jesus. Every single time his blood, his, his actual blood child and Jesus came forward. He had to prefer and defer to Jesus. It's the mundane, the everyday that he had to battle each and every day. And yet we didn't hear one complaint out of Joseph. Try to understand that in this situation, sometimes in order to see something through, we're going to have to give God our best. Sometime in order to get a financial blessing, we're going to have to give God the first. Sometime in order to get to that next level, Brother Brian, we're going to have to put some things that we love in on the back burner. Right? We understand that in order to save my family, I'm going to have to put him first. In order to live a godly life, I'm going to have to put Jesus first. In order to become blessed, I'm going to have to put Jesus first. In order to save my children, I'm going to have to put Jesus first. In order to become blessed, I'm going to have to put Jesus first. In order to get the miracle I want, I'm going to have to put Jesus first. In order for that healing, I'm going to have to put Jesus first. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Luke chapter 23 and verse 46. It's the second verse that I read in your hearing. The Bible says, And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, He gave up the ghost. The word Father is interpreted into the Greek which means Abba. That word means the source. The source. On the cross, Jesus lifted up his hands. And he lifted up his voice. And he cried. Understand, this was the last words that he gave. Before he died on the cross and rose again. We call that a dying because it gives the listener the truest form of words that you'll ever hear from that individual. You can make no mistake about it that the person who is telling these words is telling the truth. They have nothing to fear. Who can hurt them after I say what I have to say? Who can hold them accountable once I speak these words? I'm not going to go to the grave telling a lie. 
Because I need to make sure I'm right with my maker. So I'm going to make sure I say the right words. Jesus, in his dying declaration, he said, Father, which means the source, into your hands I give you my spirit. In order to give up the ghost, in order to give up some things, in order to give up some addictions, in order to give up some pain, in order to give up some trauma, in order to give up some offenses, you're going to have to go to the source. And you're going to have to give your spirit. You're going to have to lay some things into his hands. You're going to have to go to the source, Brother Kuhorn. And you're going to have to say, Jesus, into your hands, I give you all. If Jesus would have walked away, what would that say about our Savior? And if Jesus took on the sins of the world, his bride, what does that say? Who modeled that? Who was his example? He says, I'm not leaving. I'm not going to leave you. And I'm not going to forsake you. Not only that, but I'm going to take on your transgressions. I'm going to take on your pain. I'm going to take on your sins. I'm going to take on your illnesses. I'm going to take on your disease. Where did he get that example from? Can I tell you, he got it from his father, the source. He got it from Joseph, his father, the source. Who modeled that kind of example? Who modeled that kind of love? Who modeled that kind of forgiveness? It was Joseph somewhere in the wings. That's where he got it from. I'm here to tell you, if Mary, his mother, influenced Jesus in the marriage feast, don't you think for one second that his father, Joseph, may have had an influence in his life so that when he went to the cross and said let this cup pass from me he said nevertheless not my will but thine be done nevertheless not my will but I'm not going to give up on you brother Jeff brother Tanner I'm not giving up on you as a matter of fact I'm going to take you on you're going to be mine you're going to be my pride I'm going to go around I'm going to you're going to be on my arm and going to be with pride and I'm going to have you and hold you to the end of time hallelujah hallelujah is this okay maybe the reason why God chose Mary was because she chose Joseph maybe sister Britt the reason why God chose pastor to come to Hartzell was because of you. Maybe he allowed some of us to go through some hurt because we've got somebody by our side. I never faced my mountain, Brother Vess, until I got here. I never faced... My Goliath, Brother Mark, until I got here. But maybe he just knew that there was a pastor and a pastor's wife that would hold me and hold my wife 
and hold my kids and help us through the most difficult times in our lives. Maybe the reason why he chose Mary was because she chose Joseph. You think that you're at your job for no reason? You think, Sister Madison, you went to IBC for no reason? You think you got here and there's no reason to it, Brother Brian? You think you're going through what you're going through without any rhyme or reason? You think God doesn't understand what you're going through? I'm here to tell you right now, God's got you in the palm of your hand. Let's stand all over the house. Not much is heard out of Joseph. As a matter of fact, I think sometimes less is more. Sometimes I think we don't need to talk so much. The Bible says we're going to have to give an account of every word we say. I might include every word that we post. But not much is heard out of Joseph. Most of the time it's not what you say, but it's what you do. My mama told me that actions speak louder than words. It's time for us to be the source. Why do you think Jesus is okay with adopting us? Who gave him that example? Who modeled that example? Not only did he love or adopt Jesus, he loved him. He took care of him. It was those same characteristics that we see in our Savior even today. If you lost your voice, how could we feel your presence? How would your presence be felt if you lost your voice? Some of us have to be louder than others. Some of us have to talk longer than others. Some of us have to have the last word. But if you could not speak, how would your presence be felt? We don't have one word from Joseph, but we feel the effects of his presence. He's in the house. Sometimes we don't hear him. Sometimes we don't hear his voice. Sometimes we want God to speak so badly. But I'm telling you right now, he's there. He hasn't left you. He has not forsaken you. He's there. This is to those who are carrying somebody else's burden. You didn't ask for this. You didn't even want this. But you got it anyways. You didn't want to move here. You didn't want to come here. You didn't want to do this. You didn't want to start all over again. You didn't want to start a new job, a new relationship. You didn't want to start rehab over again. I'm telling you here tonight, God is here for you. And he is trying to show you that something is about to become birthed. Something is about to become birthed. 
God is going to open up the windows in heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot contain. I don't understand it all. His ways are not my ways and his thoughts are not my thoughts. But I do know one thing, that he's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. And my God, my Father, my Source... I'm going to put it in his hands. I'm going to place it in his hands. Whatever the situation is, my life, my mind, my will, my spirit, my children, my job, my spouse, whatever it is, my church, my pastor, my brother, my sister, whatever it is that is ailing you right now, put it in his hands. Connect to the source. You think it was odd they were quarreling squabbling over how to pray and Jesus said this is how you pray our father the source who's in heaven sometimes we get so earthly minded that we can't connect to the source. And we're no earthly good, Brother Sparks, because we cannot connect to the source. Our Father, He's your Father, He's my Father. I'm a child of the King, I've been purchased. I shouldn't have been his child. It's supposed to be the Jews. It's supposed to be the children of Abraham. I'm the illegitimate child. I come from another man's seed. I came from this world. I came from the father of lies. But he adopted me. And he took me in. And he loved me and he forgave me. If we could all just kind of step forward to the front, I believe I'm gonna give us just a few more minutes. I believe God is here in this place and he wants to connect with you. You're not gonna be able to give up some things, you're not gonna be able to give up some ghosts that haunt you unless. You put yourself in the hands of the source. Come on, let's lift our hands all over the house right now. Come on, he's worthy to be praised. Come on, just take that, that few minutes to connect with the source. Connect with the Father. Tell him about your problems. Tell him about your woes. Tell him about your troubles. God is here in this house. God is here in this place. He wants to connect with you. He died on the cross. He suspended himself between heaven and earth to connect with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. You're worthy to be praised, God. You're worthy to be praised. Come on right now. You know of anybody that's sick? Stand in, stand in their place. You know anybody that's hurting? Anybody that's addicted? Anybody that's going through some troubles right now? Stand in their place. Become the source.
another man in the Bible by the name of Joseph he was the son of Jacob everybody knows this story in Genesis 41 and 51 the Bible says and Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh for God he said has made me forget all my toil in all my father's house he wasn't talking about Potiphar he wasn't talking about his brothers he wasn't talking about the pit he wasn't talking about the Ishmaelites he was talking about the pain that he felt in the father's house I understand if somebody hurts me on my job. I understand if somebody hurts me in my neighborhood. I don't understand why somebody would hurt me in the church. But God is about to burst something in you. God is about to burst something in you. And it's going to show you why you went through all that you went through. And He's going to help you forget what you went through. He's going to give you a new day. He's going to give you a new chapter. He's going to give you a new life for the Tim. God is going to show you what he's been doing this whole time and going to make you forget the toil of your father's house it shouldn't have happened in the church it shouldn't have happened in your family but it did but God is going to help you forget God is in this place we got to connect to the source we got to connect to the father we got to connect to him I didn't want this. I didn't want these memories. I didn't want these triggers. I didn't want these relapses. I didn't want this rehab, but I've got to do it now.
Let's worship him right now all over the house. Come on, he's here right now. The Father is here right now. Let's worship him right now.